0: Father we thank you that we can declare not just as a statement of faith but father in reality it is well with my soul. And father tonight we just thank you for your presence. Lord for the gathering of your people but for the gathering of our God amongst us. We thank you that you're here. We thank you Lord that you've come to minister to our soul tonight. And I just thank you Lord that As the word of God is shared, Father, that it will drop into our heart. Lord, as the pen of a ready writer will inscribe. Lord, may you tonight, Lord, inscribe on the tablets of our heart what you want to say and what we need to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Fantastic. Thank you so much. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, Welcome to everybody here in the room. It's great to have you with us tonight and it's great to have everyone who's back home watching. Uh, We want to make you feel uh, really welcome to be a part of our Sunday evening service and um, you know we've been looking over the last week uh, and probably for the next couple of weeks uh, a thought about consider your ways, how we as individuals need to consider our ways and it's really important as we look at the word that we don't just say well that's for that person over there or that's for somebody else or i know who should have been listening to that the word of the lord is relevant to every single one of us wherever we are at any given time so tonight i really want us to encourage ourselves to hear the word of the lord to open up our heart to receive the incorruptible seed of god's word and allow him to minister into our life this is about considering our ways considering his way and actually considering what the way ahead would look like for each and every one of us and last week we took a passage from the book of Haggai and we're going to read that again tonight because there's so much in there so if you've got your bible feel free to turn to Haggai or Haggai depending how you like to pronounce it chapter one and um we're going to start reading at verse two it's a third book of the bible from the end of the old testament in case you're looking and it says this thus speaks the lord of hosts saying this people says the time has not come the time that the lord's house should be built then the word of the lord came to haggai the prophet saying is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple lie in ruins. Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. And then he just goes into this explanation. when we shared this last week. And he says, have you sown much and brought in little? You eat, but you do not have enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe yourselves, but you, no one is warm. And he who earns wages, earns wages to put in a bag with holes. Thus, says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the temple that I may take pleasure in it and be glorified, says the Lord. You look for much, but indeed you came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, says the Lord of hosts, because my house that is in ruins, what every one of you runs to his own house, and there 's just so much in there and I believe it 's so important because we know that the Old Testament is revealed very much in the New Testament and what we 've got to remember is the temple or the house of God back then was a structure, and actually in the New Testament is talking about we host the house of God, we are the house of God, the Holy Spirit now lives and abides within us, and we they had to consider their ways because they weren't paying attention to, to building God's house. They were busy doing their own thing. They were busy building their own panelled houses uh, with lovely whatevers they, they were enjoying. And they had forsaken the building of God's house. And, and I guess in many senses, there are many, I guess, up and down the country who have forgotten to, about, about building the house of God or building a deeper relationship in their spiritual life. And they've just, well, you know, we're not meeting as a church. Or one day when we get back to church. Or one day when, when, when I feel this is right. And they've allowed the, the journey or the spiritual dwelling place of God to become barren in their lives. And, and here they were just so busy. And then God comes in and says, look, you need to consider your ways. And I believe it's a call to every one of us that we take stock, we take notice that we've got to be considering our ways, our heart for God, our heart for his house, our heart for one another, and our heart for the world beyond this alleyway. And and there's really something quite significant here, because the Bible in verse 5 says, the Lord of hosts says, consider your ways. And then he says again in verse 7, having dealt with the issues, the Lord of hosts says consider your ways and whenever god repeats himself he's repeating himself for a reason it's not because he's just forgotten something he's repeating it to gain our attention he's repeating it to to nail down something that was really important to the heart of god because god's heart was for his people he loved his people he wanted the best for his people and yet his people hadn't considered their ways and here, all of a sudden, God is saying, look, we've got to address this. We've got to deal with it because you are losing out. You're missing out on my best. You're missing out on my favor. You're missing out on what I want to do because you're so busy doing your own thing. Get my house in order and everything else around you will come into order. It doesn't that sound like seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and then all the other things will be added to us. It's about order. We've got to get things in the right order in the journey of our life. And I guess during this time of of COVID, lockdown, separation and all the rest of it, it, we can so easily allow our natural life to take precedence in our life. We can, we can sometimes allow, you know, when, when we're gathering together, when we're walking with each other, it's like iron sharpening iron. We're, we're strengthening each other. We're encouraging each other. But when we live separate, when we live apart, we can become much more focused on self and our natural needs, wants and desires. And in many ways, I guess it's possible for many in the church or some in the church to have become more naturally minded, than spiritually minded and I guess it's also possible that when we see the different things that are happening around the world and the disasters that are happening and the COVID deaths mounting up we can get to a point where we begin to have a natural thinking that the only natural things that a natural vaccination is going to deal with this that only a natural man-made product can deal with it that only man and do you know what that's what the issue was in the day of Babel. The man said we can do this. The man said we have the answers. The man said we can ascend to the, to the mountain, hill, mountain of God, to the heavens of heaven. We've always got to keep God in the equation, central to our heart and our beliefs. So the question really for me tonight is this. Have we allowed limitations to reduce itself to our natural thinking? Have we reduced our believing to natural possibilities? have we have we looked at everything that's going on around us and said well there's nothing that we can do we have to believe in jonathan van tam or we have to believe in the government of boris and what they're suggesting or do we look to the hills from whence our help comes from for our help comes from the lord himself and in our journey we've got to look to god first in everything we do thus says the lord Consider your ways and I think in the journey of our life and as we walk in life we've all got to come to that place where we are considering what comes first who comes first who are we believing first have we limited the all all knowing all powerful one of God to the, the, the voices that are around us saying this is how it's got to be done this is what we've got to do I believe there's got to be uh, are complying to what the voices of authority around us and the government say, absolutely. But ultimately, it's the voice of heaven that needs to speak into our heart. Therefore, thus says the Lord, we've got to consider our ways. You know, when I when I was preparing the message and I I started to flip through the Word and, and I was thinking. Who in the Bible do I know who, who really began to doubt himself or had an incredible doubt about himself? And he wouldn't even l- trust God when God spoke to him. He, he, had, he had brought a limitation to who God was through his lack of belief. And I went, and, and, and I guess the person that sprang to mind first was that of Gideon. Gideon is an incredible individual and as you look through the, the events of Gideon's life and you see how he viewed himself, how he viewed God and how God viewed him, is incredibly different. And, and, and sometimes in our life we can journey through life and we see through things through the lens of our own understanding. We see things through the lens of our capability, through our strength, what we can do, rather than saying... I know that God can do all things in my life through Christ who strengthens me. We look to self. We look to natural ability or or effort that we can put in. But do you know what? We serve an almighty God who says that there is nothing impossible to him who believes. And I trust that you're here tonight and you believe that to be true. And you at home, that we do serve a God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all we can ask or imagine. Otherwise, we have limited God to being on the same level as ourselves. Because even God said about you and I that nothing is impossible to him who believes. God looks at us and puts us up here we look at God and we put him down here. We've got to turn that around and say, no, all things are possible with God. And God says in all things are possible to him who believes. Allow our faith to take a step up. Allow our our connecting with God to take a step up. Consider your ways, what you believe. Is God in the box of, of your containment? Have you, have you allowed God to, to, to stay in this little box? And, and this is what I believe God can do. And this is what I believe God can do in my life. And this is, this is how much I trust God. But actually, God is... His expanse covers the universes, the galaxies. He flung them into being. He's be bigger and beyond all of that together. But have we limited him just to a small little box of our existence? Consider your ways, just as God was saying to Haggai and, and, and the children of Israel at that time, consider your ways. Look what you're doing with your life. Look what you're believing for. Look what you're missing out on. I want us to consider our ways and consider the awesome, mighty God that we serve. Are we limiting the Holy One of Israel to the expression of what we can believe or beyond? Gideon, this is, this is how Gideon assessed who he was in verse 15 of judges chapter 6 he said this so he said to him oh my lord how can i save israel indeed my clan is the weakest in manasseh and i am in i am the least in my father's house this is how gideon saw himself and you may be very similar to gideon i believe many of us probably at some point in our journey we feel like gideon you know why choose me? I'm not able to do that. I, I I know that that's what I felt when God first called me into the ministry. What, what me? You know I can hardly read. I have no love for the word. I have no care for people. Why me? And I looked at myself and examined my heart and thought, well, if you're calling me, then you need to do a work in my life. And I thank God for the work He did and is doing in my life. And I guess in in many of us, we think, well, how can you use me as a voice to to the nations? Well, it starts with one person, your neighbor or your friend at school or or someone in college or your neighbor up the road or a colleague, whatever it would be. But God uses us a step at a time. Sometimes it may be a giant leap, but most of the time God takes us a step at a time, a little here, a little there, from glory to glory, from faith to faith. It's a step at a time. Trust him in the next step. What is the next step? Consider your ways. Consider how you've believed God, how you've structured God, how you've boxed God in your life. It's time to open the lid of the box and let God out for him to be who he is in your life, through your life, and in the life around you. So Gideon had limited vision and zero expectation i'm the least in manasseh and i'm the least in my father's family he had no expectation at all but but you know what there's a scripture in proverbs and it says as a man or as a person thinks in their heart so are they do you know uh, limitations of belief in god aren't in our heart they're in our head Oh, we believe. It's with the heart we believe unto salvation. We believe God saved us, but we struggle for him because the battle is between here. We struggle for him to heal uh, our headache or our our back or our our varicose veins, whatever it may be. We struggle with the other things because it's between here. With God, we, we don't see anything change, but we believe in our heart. Do you know what? We believe the word of God. For healing, we believe the word of God for, for provision, we believe the God for peace of mind. We believe it here, but the battle that goes on between our ears, the battle of the mind, the battle in the soul, with the heart, the spirit of, of a man, one believes. But the battle goes on in our head. And the battle was so real in Gideon's life. See, God, the very verse before Gideon turns around and says I'm the least and I'm useless and my family are useless and I'm the least in my family that's useless God the verse before said these words this is God's perspective and his assessment of Gideon's life Judges chapter 6 verse 14 then the Lord turned to him and said go in this might of yours Remember, Gideon says, I'm the least of my family, I'm the least in my clan, I'm the least in my household. But God's assessment and perspective of Gideon was, go in this might of yours. God sees something glowing in your life that you don't see. He sees someone bigger and more more able to be used than you've ever seen in your life. And the same for you, Kristen." And the same for you, and the same for you, and the same for me. God sees bigger and beyond than what we ever see in our own life. Because we see through a glass dimly right now. We see in part, we know in part, but when we see him, we'll know all things as they should be. Right now, let's trust him in the journey. Let's have faith in the journey that God can see and do more with our life than we've ever seen in our own heart. It says this is, this is God's perspective. Then he turned to him and said, go in this might of yours and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? There's the key. That's the key in all of our lives. Have I not sent you? When God has sent us, when God has empowered us, when God has released us, there is nothing that can stop us. That, that is the truth in all of our lives. When we know he's with us and he's gone before us and he's already made a way, there is nothing that can stop you except our limitation and belief in God because we put the lid on our life. We say, well, I believe God thus far, but I struggle to believe beyond that. I believe it's time to take the lid off our expectation. And say, God, I know in whom I believe that you are able to do exceedingly abundantly. Thus says the Lord, consider your ways. I'm just going to keep throwing that statement out, just as Haggai did with the children of Israel. I'm going to keep throwing it out to you and to you at home. Consider your ways. Are you setting limits in your walk with God? Are you limiting the Holy One of Israel because we're not pushing out the boat? When Jesus said, come Peter, walk on the water. Oh, he jumped out the boat. He started to walk on the water, but then he saw the wind and the waves. Then he saw the people around him. Then he saw the voices that were coming against him. He saw with the soul of the understanding, the natural circumstances, and then he began to sink. That can be the same for us. We feel good in church. We feel empowered in church. We feel built up in church. And then we go into our world. And then there's friends and there's voices and there's situations and there's pressure. And there's conformity to this world. And then we limit what God can do through us. Let's not be conformed to the image of this world. You've been called. You've been separated. You're different from this world. God loves you with a Holy A holy love and a holy calling. We all experience things in life that can be a blow in the journey. And those moments when we we feel like we've been kicked in the stomach by life. Or we feel so let down and emotionally twisted on the inside. Those are the moments when we can begin to add limitations to God. Maybe there's something In your personal walk and personal journey with god maybe there's something in your day-to-day life that you're struggling with maybe you're an individual like jane and myself we struggled massively at school we struggled when we when when you went straight into a job and i went straight into a yts scheme but we struggled to find our place in society in life and in in work why because we struggled at school we struggled with education we struggled to get qualifications and then we struggled in in getting a job of our desire and dream and maybe you've struggled in that area to believe God will bring in an incredible job in your life I'll tell you what I would never in a million years believe that God could use me to share and preach the word and share truth that that would change people's life I never in a million, million years would have believed That God could have done that through my life. But He has. And I'm so thankful. Why? What happened? I took the limits off of God. And I said, Not my will, but yours be done. We've all got to take the limits off and see what God can do. Maybe you've looked in the mirror recently and you look at the mirror and what you see in the mirror isn't the beauty that you think you should have or the good looks that you think you should have. But what we've got to remember is we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And God says he knows it so well. We are fearfully, regardless of what the mirror tells you, regardless of what a magazine tells you, regardless of what Facebook may tell you or Instagram or Twitter or TikTok or See, I'm I'm a youth pastor right now. I know all these things. I don't know how they work, but I know about them. These are the things that we need to take hold of and say, I'm not going to be conformed to that image. But this is the mirror image. It's his love for me. It's what he says about me. It's what he's spoken over my life that matters in this world. I don't have to conform to any image I am born in the image of my father in heaven. He said in his image, he made us and created us and formed us. And that should be good enough for every single one of us. Whether we think we've got three heads or five, five hands and arms, whether we think we look like an octopus, it doesn't matter what you look like to the world around you. It's whether you're accepted in the beloved in heaven, which matters most. Can we say this tonight? Sometimes it's impossible to reach, or it is impossible to reach, our God-given potential whilst we place a limit on who God is in our life. It's impossible. You may work at it, you may try your best, you may, you may put pressure on yourself, but it's impossible to reach your God-given potential whilst you place limitations on god psalm 147 verse 4 i was going to read some more of it feel free to read some more of it when you get home or another time but psalm 147 verse 4 says this he that's god determines the number of stars this is the god we serve all right without limitation he determines the number of stars it's not through black holes or explosions in space or big bang theories of 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 darwinism it is he who determines the number of stars and he calls each of them by name he knows every single star of the billions of stars in our galaxy and beyond he knows them he positioned them and he has called them by name and then it goes on great is our lord and mighty in power his understanding has no limit i love this about god he he understands every one of you see there are times when i do not understand my wife <laughs> in a, every, a, this is the moment every bloke in the church at home can say amen but you can't say it in the room all right you'll be in trouble But every man at home can say amen. I don't understand my wife at times. But I thank the Lord that God does and he can help me try. (laughs) And that's the key to every man who's married to a wife who they do not understand at times. It's trust God because he knows. His understanding has no limit. So I need to tap into God more to try and understand my wife more because my wife, like many ladies, changed their opinion, changed their mind, change their ways. Every few moments you think you've nailed it and it all changes the next five minutes, ten minutes' time. Why? Because they are fearfully and wonderfully made and they are emotionally connected to all sorts of different wiring and a guy car park mentalizes everything and everything is in the right order in their life and a woman connects all these things in a very different way and we've got to try and understand that thank the lord that he has understanding without limit let's tap into that understanding in our life consider your ways consider your ways when we don't understand which way to go which way to turn let's trust him in the journey ephesians says this ephesians three twenty. now to him who is able to carry out his purpose sam you have a purpose sam's <laughs> sam's you have a purpose in god Now unto him who is able to carry out his purpose in your life and do super abundantly more than all we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us. It's an incredible scripture. And that goes for every single one of us in this room. His he is able to carry out his purposes in your life. Just like Esther was to fulfill the purposes of God in her generation, so is every single one of us in this room. We are to carry out the purposes of God, his purpose in your life. We're to carry it out in this generation. But we need to do it not leaning on our ability, leaning on his ability. He is super abundant ability in us, at work, through us, enabling us to do his purpose and will. His unlimited power. It didn't say his partial power or a portion of power, but his unlimited power at work within us. Consider your ways. Have you released? Have you uh, tapped into The unlimited power that is at work within you. When was the last time you said, Lord, I I know this is true. And I'm tapping into the power of God that is at work within me. Which is unlimited. It's nothing to do with us. It's all about him. We just need to tap into that power. You see, throughout the Old Testament, Israel continually tested God. God. And do you know what? I believe the church today, we still do the same thing. We still have habits. We still have issues. And we we go through the same wilderness moments that the children of Israel did when they tested God as they walked through the wilderness and in the desert place. And I believe every one of us do that from time to time. We, We begin to drop our head and our shoulders drop. Situations become more pressurized. And we begin to wonder and question and wonder why. And in Psalm 78, I love this and it says how often they provoked him in the wilderness you know god may say the same thing oh you why do you provoke me why do why do we have to keep going around the same circles we know they could have crossed over what 13 days or or a week or two as they walked across the 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 wilderness they could have got through so quickly but for 40 years they carried on going round and round in circles How many times do we in our life just keep going around the same circles, dealing with the same things? And the Lord says, how often are you going to provoke me in the wilderness and grieve me in the desert? Yes, again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power they did not remember the day when he redeemed them from the enemy when he worked signs in egypt and his wonders in Zoan. you know it talks about signs wonders and the miracles that happened in that time. How often do we, we test God, tempt God, frustrate God if he could be those things? How many times do we, how many, if, if God could pull out his hair in heaven, I'm sure he would have done in all of our lives. You imagine all the history of mankind. But God is long-suffering. He is patient with us. Aren't you so thankful that God is long-suffering and patient that's why in the Bible it says his hair is full and his beard is full. Because he's not pulling out his hair. Because he understands the weaknesses that we have. But do you know what? It doesn't. He just doesn't keep us there. He, he, he encourages us. He strengthens us. He calls us forth. He says, look, you can do these things. You can be a, a, a world changer. You can change your life, your journey, your future. Put your trust in me. Come on, church. We cannot limit the Holy One of Israel. Let's take the limit off. Let's take the lid of our expectation off. And let's see God for who he truly is. I've just got a few thoughts here. We talked about the wonders and the signs in Israel. He parted the Red Sea, the Bible says, with a blast of his nostrils. You know, it wasn't a case that God had a cold, but he blew with his nose it says that in the bible with a blast of his nostrils he parted the sea i always think that's really amusing god sneezed and the waters passed parted i love it he made the axe head float when it was on the bottom of a lake where is our expectation in god He shut the mouths of the hungry lions, the same lions that devoured those who threw him in later on. He quenched the fire that couldn't touch the children of Israel when they walked in the fiery furnace. But there in the midst of them was the fourth man who turned up. They had their expectation that no, the fire would not hurt them because God was with them. He changed the water into wine. He walked on the water. He fed 5,000 with five loaves and two fishes. He raised the dead. He made the lame to walk again. He opened the blind eyes. He used handkerchiefs and aprons to heal the sick. And he opened the prison doors. This is the God in whom we serve. There is no limit and limitation to him. We are the ones who limit the Holy One of Israel, just like the children of Israel did. It's time, church, to lift the lid of our life and have an expectation for him to use you to do incredible things in the world in which we live today. I could keep preaching. What have I got left? Ah. Oh, um ah. Oh, ah, oh, yeah. Okay. Let's go for it. Wait, 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 wait. Second Kings, do you want a little bit more? Right, okay we're going for it. Okay, Second Kings chapter 4 verse 1. Um, yeah, first one says, a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha saying, Elisha and Elijah were men who had no limitation on God. There was no limit that they set. And, he, and this woman shouts out, your servant my husband is dead and you know that he uh, that as your servant feared the Lord. Now, creditors are coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. So Elijah said to her, what shall I do for you? I love this. Do you know what? God, I believe, is saying the same thing to each one of us. What is it that you want me? Didn't he say that to to the the sick person? What is it that you want me to do? The blind man, blind part of my eyes, what do you want me to do? Hang on, I've got no eyes, Jesus. Isn't it obvious? He's saying the same thing into our life. What do you want me to do? And Elijah said this here. What shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. We may feel bankrupt in ourselves, but the little that we have... Of God in our life. Remember the oil always represents the spirit. The spirit. You may be bankrupt of self. You may be bankrupt of looks. You may be financially bankrupt. But the oil that you have on the inside of you. Is all that he has. And all that he needs to use in the journey of our life. Then he said go and borrow vessels from everywhere from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and then pour, pour it into those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him and shut the door behind her and her sons who brought the vessels to her and she poured it out. And it came to pass that when the vessels were full, that she said to her sons, bring me another vessel. And he said to her, there is not another vessel. So she ceased. Sorry, so the oil ceased. Then she came and told the man of God, and he said, go and sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your sons will live on the rest for your life. (laughs) Isn't that just incredible? Elisha wasn't prepared to set a limit on God. He saw the vase or the bottle or the canister of oil. He knew that if she went and got every vessel that she could get hold of in the whole of her, her neighborhood, her friends, the bathtubs, the whatever they could get hold of, that the oil would keep flowing until the last vessel was filled is that where come on consider our ways the holy spirit is the oil within us all he is wanting for you and i to do is begin to pour pour out our lives pour out to others pour out to one another Pour. As we begin to pour, he will continue to fill. As we pour, he fills. We pour, he fills. Let's be a flow through which the Holy Spirit can move. Let's not just do it now and again. Let the cup of your life be full and running over. God's miraculous Filled every jar, and then the lady lived on the, and her sons, they lived on the overflow for the rest of their lives. Do you know what? The woman, when she looked at her, her, her thing of oil, she must have said, The little she had became the much for the rest of her life. For the rest of her life, when she went to to buy food, it was a reminder reminder of the oil that wouldn't stop pouring. Every time she went and bought another sheep or another cow or, or some vegetables, or she went somewhere and she was able to bless someone else, every time she dipped into her pocket, it was a reminder of the miracle that God was doing in her life. And it never ran out. I want to encourage every one of us here. And for those who are at home. Allow the spirit of God. To keep flowing in your life. Take the limit off of God. Let's consider our ways. Let's consider. Have we limited the Holy One of Israel like like the children of Israel did? Or are we taking the lid off? And allowing him to flow? In our lives. Let me pray for you tonight. Father, I just thank you. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it's truth. I thank you, Father, that it transforms our life from the inside. I pray tonight, Lord, that your word is a seed. And I pray, Father, for every heart here tonight, Lord, that that we would be good ground, that the seed of your word would go into the ground of our heart and would begin to produce a harvest that would transform and change our life forever. Father, I pray for those here and at home, Lord, that you would equip us, that you would empower us, Lord, that we would believe the things that we've heard tonight. And Lord, we would consciously lift the lid. Off of our expectation of you. We would consciously remove the limitations that we've placed on you. And Father, I pray that we would position ourselves as available to you to use us for your glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Let's just give God a massive thank you tonight. Thank you, Jesus.